Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Good Boys in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. It seems like we keep getting, we're getting a lot of these uh, R-rated, um, I don't know, just comedies about kids. And not not to lump them all together and say that they're the same movie, because that surely is not the case. Um, but Good Boys is, you know, we've got Book Smart earlier this year. Kids were slightly older. The kids were female. Uh, I would even go, I would even say, and I haven't seen this comparison being made as often, I would say 8th grade. Definitely a comedy in one element. Uh, definitely about a kid roughly the same age as the kids in Good Boys who are in sixth grade. Um, eighth grade, two two years older, but on the cusp of a you know whatever. It's it's close, um, and I think there's this problem where, kind of like how I've already done, they they we seem to be. You know, these are just super bad with younger kids, or, you know, this thing with that, and that thing with this. And, I mean, it happens in all genres, it happens across all movies, you know, this is just die hard in a helicopter, die hard in a this, die hard in a that, or, uh, you know, whatever you want to make it, you know, it's Hamlet, but it's animated with lions, you know, you can do that as many times as you want with almost every movie that's ever been made, and... As, as as truthful as those comparisons and, and maybe descriptions can be, uh, I think more often than not they do a disservice when you're actually trying to determine how good a movie is. And I think while they can be very helpful in, in you know explaining to someone, hey, this is super bad with sixth graders. Okay, like that gives somebody a really easy way to determine. Okay, I'm probably I'm probably into this. I probably would like this. I'd probably get behind this. But on the other hand, you know, it it trivializes so much of what good boys might be or might not be that Superbad did or did not have. And I don't know. I, I've just been seeing it a lot, especially with Good Boys uh, in in comparison to. Uh, specific, specifically book smart, but um, super bad as well. So I'm gonna try and not uh, getting that out all out of the way now, and I'm gonna try and avoid uh, talking about the two of those movies throughout the rest of this if I can. So that being said, that being said. Today's movie is Good Boys, and I was, I don't know, I wouldn't say I was incredibly looking forward to this, um, not that it wasn't on my radar, I've been, you know, I'd seen the posters for it, I knew what it was about, I knew what was happening, I knew the premise, knew what was going on, but uh, like Superbad, which I feel like more people love that than I do, or rather, people. Most people love that more than I do. Uh, I'm. I'm. I don't know. I, the the sort of gross out. You know, this is humor for the. It's the fact that it's R rated. I'm not 
generally on board with that as much as other people seem to be. And nothing against those movies. I think, you know, especially when I was younger, I, I was more into those, you know, like the Adam Sandler type stuff, which this is a little bit quality wise. I think these types of movies are better than that. But I was certainly not, you know, I was going to those movies. I was seeing those movies. I was into those movies. They were a big deal to me. They were really fun. And, and I think when you're younger, the, the thrill of watching something like that is definitely adds to the experience, adds to the, the reaction and, and the connection that you develop with that, fi- with that movie. Now, um, especially with the ones that I hadn't, haven't seen yet, uh, you know, I'm not particularly excited about them. I'm not, you know, unless they are getting, you know, 80, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, I don't really expect to enjoy them too much. And Good Boys, uh, for what it is, is, uh, it's not gotten bad reviews. It's gotten fairly strong reviews so far. And, uh, oh, dang it. It has a, as of right now, 78% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's very strong. You know, it's not breaking any records, but it is certainly a, a worthy number. And so I guess I was mildly interested, mildly interested in the film uh, as of the moment, as of, as of going to see it. And I expected to laugh. I expected to, you know, enjoy it. I like Jacob Tremblay. I think he's a really great uh, young kid actor. I thought he could do a lot with this sort of a premise. I don't recognize either of the other two kids, uh, Brady Noon and Keith L. Williams, who this is basically their first movie. Uh, The supporting cast, Will Forte's fun. Um, Lil Rel Howery and Retta as Lucas's parents uh, are great. Uh, uh, Molly Gordon, who I'm a fan of. She was also in Booksmart. uh, Of course, because she had to. (laughs) Of course she was. Uh, I like her a lot. Uh, Midori Francis, who was in Ocean's 8, uh, plays her friend in the film. I really like the two of them. I thought they did a really good job as the sort of older high school kids. And then, you know, just the rest of kind of the smaller characters throughout the film are... I don't know. You know, I look at the other movies that depict childhood, not necessarily as comedy, not necessarily as anything, but just like you have a ton of, you know, uh, 10 to 15 year old actors in your movie. This one, as opposed to some of the others, really felt like the kids were kind of caricatures as opposed to actual people. Uh, Outside of the main three, uh, who I think, you know, do come across as real three-dimensional people, the rest of the kids in their class do kind of seem one note. They, they seem very stereotypical, very, all right, this is this kid, this is the that kid, this is the this kid, and, and you don't end up with a lot of depth to those characters, well, which I think a lot of, couple of other films addressing this age range really do much better. But the movie's all about comedy. It, it really is. It's 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 one of those comedies where you throw everything at the audience and hope half of it lands 
And to be fair, you know, I laughed a lot through this. I thought it was very funny. You know, I I think it it doesn't always, you know, <laughs> it, it hits a lot of the lowest hanging fruit in many scenarios, but sometimes those still work and the one and every time it goes above those, I think it works much better. Uh there's some great and and I, this is an interesting um Uh, not trope, but uh, uh, technique that they use that I, they use a lot throughout the movie, and I don't think it ever gets overused for some reason. But one of the kids, whether it's one of the main kids or one of the kids they they are associated with and friends with, talks about something that they claim to know about, and they just don't know what they're talking about. Uh, whether they're talking about something sexual, whether they're talking about the way. Um, drugs work or uh, you know how you know whatever they're talking about they're there and I'm sure there were multiple instances of this in the trailer they're like I just found X and they describe the thing they found as something completely different than what it actually is and to anyone who's you know in high school or older they generally will know what those things are and it's the, the humor is in they're so young they're ignorant to you know what a dildo is or what a sex swing might be uh or you know so on and so forth you know how kissing works and you know i I think the bigger elements of those especially especially like the kissing part and and the the sex toys i think those might get a little overplayed throughout the film but there are smaller moments where you know, someone will just say something that's wrong. Uh, the 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 term social pariah isn't one I would expect kids their age to know. And to be fair, they don't. Uh, but at one point, one of, the, one of them refers to himself as a social piranha. And my audience got no, there was no reaction into my with my with that line in my audience and I thought it was great I loved that I thought that was really funny and no one laughed you know so when you you know but that's the thing like you throw a million of these jokes at the audience and a lot of them will hit everybody but then a few will kind of pick and choose who gets them and who finds them funny and humor different people so all in all, I really did think the Good Boys is pretty funny. It's kind of. I, I would also I would also say though that it's very instantaneous fun uh, humor. It's not gonna be a movie that I'm gonna think about a year from now. Honestly, I, I think the humor is very flash in the pan. I think it's very simple, and <clears throat> unlike like. Unlike some of the better comedies that have come out in the last couple of years, this doesn't feel like one that's going to um, leave its mark. Uh, and in all honesty, it probably will spawn other movies of its of similar style, which I guess I'm not opposed to since I think this is a decent movie. I don't think it's a bad movie at all. But I, w- I think there are hopefully if it does cause more you know children involved in in 
R-rated humor type of things to come out that they can, you know, <laughs> take the good stuff out of this and not the bad stuff. Uh, so the story, because there is a story, you know, it's it's very thin, but there is one. Uh, Jacob Tremblay's character has a crush on a girl in his class, and they find out early on that there's going to be a party, and there's going to be kissing at this party, and so in an effort to learn how to kiss, uh, they, the three boys, the beanbag boys, as they call themselves, end up uh, losing uh, at a very expensive uh, thing that Jacob Tremblay's father is, is his father's, and then throughout their quest to get back this thing, which uh, in, leads them to interacting with the police, uh, the two girls, Molly Gordon and Midori Francis, who play Hannah and Lily, uh, they go, you know, they end up, you know, all the kinds of hijinks involved, and then it all comes back to the three of them. And along this journey, you know, they kind of discover things about themselves and about each other, and some of it's good, some of it's bad, and, you know, we kind of... I, I, I wish the movie had spent more time on this, but we, we do... In some time, in some sense, get an appre uh, appreciation for the development of these kids and their transition, you know, from fifth grade to sixth grade, from you know, ten years old to eleven years old. Uh, you know, they're still not teenagers. They're still not, you know, young adults yet. They're still kids, but they're so formative. And, and so young that every single thing that happens to them can have the uh, uh, ability to change their outlook, to change the way they see things. And the movie doesn't go fully, you know, doesn't go completely 100% on this idea, but there are kernels of it here and there, and I appreciated those where I found them. I wish it had done more. I think there's a lot of interesting aspects from a sociological standpoint to to really examine how they've changed from start to finish and, and I think the movie plays it for laughs in a way that try, kind of undermines the significance of it all you know if yeah you know in, in the, the 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 arc the growth arc in the film kind of it's it's incredibly exaggerated uh you know you know, with with things like, you know, I've grown a lot in the past two hours, one of the characters says. And that's funny at first, but it, it just, it feels so, I don't know, kind of like it's wasting the growth that actually did happen. You know, by turning it into a joke, by not giving it the, the attention that it needs. And and I, get, I guess, you know, you if you pay attention to those things, that side of the movie, then... It doesn't. It's not quite as funny as it probably is. You can't fit as many jokes in. It's not a pure comedy anymore. But I don't know. I mean, I guess they made the movie they wanted to make, and I'm not saying they should have made a different movie. I just think that there are different aspects of this one that worked for me and didn't work for me. Um, it's directed by Gene Stup Stupnitsky. This is the only film he's directed, and 
uh, from that side of things, you know, it doesn't have any flares like Game Night did and, and its camera work and its staging and its direction and that sort of thing. It doesn't do anything unique on that front. Uh, I think all the setups and scenes and sequences in, in this are fairly straightforward and, and um, this isn't really an insult but they're just they're just pedestrian they are very to the point and like you're not going to get any flair to it so you know hoping to find uh some some improvements on you know a, st a typical formula that like that you're not going to find that with good boys it's it is what it is it's not hiding any you know long takes it's not hiding any interesting camera angles it's not hiding any of that stuff it's it's very straightforward and i don't know i mean i guess at the end of the day like that's what a lot of people want i suppose maybe sort of i don't know um who else there was a let's see millie davis plays the crush uh, she was previously in wonder with jacob tremblay and then you have, oh, uh, Lena Renna, Lena Renna, who was previously in The Edge of Seventeen, plays Annabelle, who is Thor's younger sister. Thor is Brady Noon's character. Uh, she, she gets like two scenes that she appears in, and I, th I liked her in that. I thought she did a fine job uh, with that. S small role that she gets to play. Um, there's somebody else I was looking for, but I can't seem to find the person. Huh, I don't know. I was looking for, there's a character that's friends with the crush, whose name I don't even remember at this point. But I don't seem to see them. Nope, not on this list. Uh, so, huh, uh, the, I would say my favorite part of the movie, what, what I really like the most, there's a montage sequence at the end of the film. One of the characters is singing a song and we get mon a montage of them sort of growing up and maturing and, and uh, you know, all this, th uh, everything that they've learned up until the point where the singing starts, uh, we finally get to see that unfold. You know, it's kind of like an epilogue. And I really liked that. I thought the montage did a really good job of not only showing the progression of these three characters as they, you know, continue down the path of life, but it's done in a way that's really humorous. Uh, you know, I, I think Jacob Tremblay throughout this montage is is hilarious. Uh, in in what happens to him, whereas Keith L. Williams as Lucas is, you know, you get to see him really embrace a side of him that he, you know, you kind of want him to embrace, and he does it so well, and so it's it's very nice to see that. And then when the montage sort of comes to a head, and and we get to the last third of it or so. Uh, it just 
it, it goes so above and beyond what you would ever have expected from a performance. Uh, and by performance, I mean like a, a how where the rendition of the song is taking place. Uh, not to give anything away, but if you've seen it, you probably know what I mean. I, I, I thought the montage was great. I thought that was a really fun way to kind of wrap up the film and there's more after the montage of course but the montage itself I think does a great job of giving us the the, the showing us the 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 results of, of what this long and and troublesome path has has led them to so I liked that. I thought that was a lot of fun. I, I was a, I was a, on board with this montage. Uh, so that said, uh, there's not much else. Um, there aren't even that much, not really that many spoilers to talk about. Uh, it's mostly just just a, just a lot of gags and jokes a mile a minute. Uh, Stephen Merchant is in this movie. I don't see him on the letterboxed list of actors in the movie he is in this movie and i would say that his involvement in the movie was one of my least favorite uh not that he was bad in it just that his character's involvement bothered me and i don't know what i mean from a plot perspective i don't know exactly how they would fix the (laughs) fix the plot if he wasn't involved but i really didn't care for that sequence and I I thought it was too much too much a little too much but that's it that's kind of it though short review for Good Boys the 2019 film directed by Gene Stepnitsky Stepnitsky it's not really gonna it's not gonna make it into any of the Circle Film Award categories for me I think it's good it's not great it's not even very good uh as far as comedies this year i would put it you know below book smart i would put it below uh say something like paddleton more of a dramedy um you know it's it's a lot it's fun i think you know if if you like that kind of humor you're gonna have plenty of fun watching the movie but it does really feel, you know, a lot, very inconsequential. I don't think it's, I don't know, maybe, maybe super bad caught on with a ton of people, you know, people favorite movie of all time type stuff. So maybe this has that effect on that same, you know, type of person at that age now. But uh, other than that, I, I think it's just fine. Just fine. So uh, that is Good Boys. Solid movie, a lot of fun. What more do you want? Um, yeah. So, thank you for listening. It does mean a lot. If you would like to write in, share your thoughts, whatever, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Circle of Film. You can email circleoffilm at gmail.com or find me on Letterboxd at Circle of Film. You can find more episodes, iTunes, Stitcher, most places where podcasts can be found. You can find all episodes on circleoffilm.com, including uh, Circle of Film Awards, top 10 list things, and a bunch of other stuff over there. 
You can support the show, like it, rate it, review it, subscribe it, uh, tell people about it, or become a patron for as little as eight cents an episode. You get early access and um, to everything that comes out early, and yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, there's more that you can get access to for different levels of uh, patronage. Uh, so circle of uh, patreon.com slash circle of film for that. And that's going to be it. Thank you for listening. And as always have a week. So long. Farewell. I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never leave me. Even as she fades from view. So long. Farewell. I'll be the same adieu. Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long, farewell, au revoir, I'll be the same. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.